We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. edition of bro talk live the best show on the internet for you by us bro talk we're always on the mark let's kick it over to my main man next thanks for joining us thank you so super excited to be here as usual but i have a little story and i want to start the story somewhat deals with link university and it's a very positive story and i just want to get this out because a seat today for Lincoln University and it's not so positive. So oh, what happened? I went over to Lincoln University this past weekend for homecoming. I spoke on a panel. It was so like much it was fun to be there and to be around so many people that I went to school with that are so successful now. You don't really hear a lot of those success stories, but it's I mean like literally and I'm just speaking from my department, like mass communications department. We have people working at iHeartMedia, people are working at BET, TMZ, CBS, and it's just like those big brands that people think are out of reach. There's so many people working there from Lincoln University. Also, like I always have this thing with my friends. I think I have the most amazing group of friends. But I'm always like Thank I'm you. So- we appreciate that. And I'm always like, I'm so inspired by them. But this past weekend I noticed for the, the first time in my life that I have friends that are doing stuff and I'm not inspired by it, I'm proud of them. And I just, I think that's a very different feeling to have to just simply just be proud of somebody. Like I have a friend who just completed the Chicago Marathon. I think that is amazing. I had a friend, I have a friend who is, who, she works at Ellen and, and they just, they won an Emmy and she got recognized for her work on the show. It is just amazing things that people are doing and I just couldn't be more proud of the circle of friends that I have. Beautiful, beautiful words. Very kind words. Uh, Todd the God, how are you, sir? I said, he's not talking about that, too. Oh, he's not talking about oh, yeah, right. No, yeah. you're like, thank you. He's, not <laughs> he's talking about his other friends, his actual <laughs> friends, right? Yeah, <laughs> not proud of us. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, how are you, sir? I am proud. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm up. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, Dex, did you um, bring up, like you said, you were, did you bring up Bro Talk Live and your little... I, I, did. I bet you I did bring up Bro Talk Live. Yes, I did. How can we prove this? Do we have video? There were so many, you know, that's another thing. There were so many people with cameras and like video recording stuff, but where the videos at? <laughs> like I've been looking where at... Where they at? Where I brought up Bro uh, Bill? Talk and I also brought up Industry Friends. <laughs> I bet you did. Um, Bill, How did you go to Homecoming too? I did, but I'm not as nearly as, uh, I guess, successful as Dex. So all of my friends are like raggedy drunkards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I They're not all. Did drunk. you guys stay for the halftime performance and all that stuff? I, listen, I don't, I don't think I, I, my, my I don't panel was, was my panel was my panel was during the game. Like the game was actually going on while the panel was on. And and big shout out to Nicole Gross as well, who's watching live. Yeah, hey, Nicole, really cool. the, I don't get anywhere. Look at Tom Blush. He is so proud. Getting a support around here finally. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dex, I want you to um, be logged in to the Instagram page. I forgot to tell you this before the show because we're going to be doing some polls and I want you just to be ready for them, okay? Yes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> assignment a all right uh thanks for tuning in everybody let's get on to the show and first up as usual we have the rundown 
the tale of two homecomings. Um, homecoming uh, was for many universities this weekend, especially historically black ones. Um, Howard had a homecoming. Morgan State had a homecoming. Lincoln had a homecoming. A few others had homecomings as well. Um, but the two we're going to talk about today both happened in D.C. One's HBCU, one's not. Kanye West was uh, apparently invited to Howard University at 6 o'clock in the morning um, to have some sort of uh, Sunday service early in the morning. Uh, students were emailed early in the morning that Kanye West would be there and where to report. And when they got there, Kanye had this for them. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Kanye, let's let's do it this way. Uh, Kanye had uh, this for them. He brought me to my knees. I was one of them Muhammad Ali type. Always about me. Talking about some Yeezus. And Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing. And God said, oh, for real, it's about you? And took everything away. I was in debt. I was in the mental hospital. I was canceled. Um, and he was canceled, but Bill, you ready to get your shout on? <laughs> but the power belongs to God. As we stand here right in the yard of Howard University, they look like cancer to you. <laughs> Hmm? Bill, you ain't like that word he had for you? you, you <laughs> uh, he continued preaching. All this controlled music, people ain't even writing their own rhymes. It's all set up. It's all part of the system, bruh, bruh. If you ever sold drugs, you sold drugs to a cop. Where you think the term trap came from? A fed made that up as a joke. Let's tell him call it the trap. He's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, why don't everybody get locked up? Because they need people to make more slaves. <laughs> Just throwing words together. Just <laughs> like what? <laughs> Anything. Just throwing, <laughs> stringing, just stringing <laughs> random words together. Together trying to make, it's not even a coherent thought. Like you try to be so deep. You just, <laughs> you try to be so well, deep. Why don't you arrest everybody? Because they need more people. More slaves. Like, <laughs> you know, although it did sound like a bit of a rant, like I, I get it. I get exactly what he's saying. Like I, I get what he was trying to say. I, I get what he said. I mean, like I, I never thought about the whole trap thing like that. But it, I mean, if that is the case, that does kind of make sense. Like you're calling it a trap. How do we know? Can we get someone to verify that that's how the term trap no, originated? You can't get anyone. To Absolutely did that. not originate. Though I want him to have a seat, and I want anybody to believe that I would begin to have a seat also. But I mean, can you get a cop on the show? It's a really good point. It's a really good point, though, to say like you are like a lot. If you are selling drugs, you really are trapping yourself in something. Like you it's look really weird. Like that? I look forward to like us covering the most ridiculous thing, and for everyone to be honest and like, yes, finally, this is ridiculous. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here comes back pretending. No, I swear, <laughs> there's no sense in there whatsoever. Like. Dexter, you can't justify. No, you know I don't fool with Kanye West like that. But lately, like it's been, I think it's moving. He so moved, lately, he's been looking like your drunk uncle. But more and more dressing, dressing, yes. But he's he's something about that Sunday service is really moving my spirit. Oh, oh. Please. <laughs> How did you muster that one out with a straight face? 
What like, do you mean? Like, <laughs> he tried. He tried really hard. He's, He's been practicing that. That's how. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the mirror all day. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because I'm really big into 90s R&B and he's using the 90s he's using the 90s R&B to really suck me back in. Pause. Oh, I got to be careful. I got to watch that Kanye West cuz he's a slick devil that one. <laughs> and that's what he is, a slick devil. Well, that was one homecoming. The second homecoming didn't happen because Georgetown disinvited Fabulous as part of their pep rally. Um they said they didn't want him to be um a part of it after students protests. Uh, they said, after engaging with students, we have canceled the musical act for the 2019 Hoya Madness. We take domestic violence very seriously and we're unaware of the charges against the entertainer, talking about Fabulous, um, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, uh, when he was booked through a third party entity. Third party, are we booking artists through third parties? Like, how, <laughs> where did they get him from? Probably like his booking, like a lot of times people, never mind. They got him from group on oh, Instagram. That's what it sounds like a third party. Like, <laughs> a lot of times, like promoters will book for the school. So, like, a promoter probably called it and was like, oh, uh, okay. This is the price for him and everything like that. It's a little bit industry knowledge. You can hear that every Monday on industry. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a booker? Have you had no, a booker? I work anymore? with them. Oh, okay. So, you don't have to go to people's Instagram pages and look at their for booking email? Yeah, I, I, I still don't understand that. Like when people say like my booking information is in my bio, I don't understand why anybody would ever need to use it. I really don't. Like for for like, like if it's like a, a company that bakes a cake, I can get it. But if it's like a model or a speaker or something, like why would I? You don't got nobody. Like it means you don't have a team. Like you literally, it's just you. <laughs> oh, I think that's all you need is the information. Send an email. See what happens. All right. Um, so who do you think's homecoming went best, uh, Georgetown or Howard's? I'm just going to go ahead and say Georgetown is not the uh, moral compass of America. I mean, they did sell slaves to stay open, so. What's the for the time? I, I would I would say Howard's. I mean, they had, I mean, aside from Kanye West, they had, a, they really like bring the stars out, the urban stars. They really do bring the stars <laughs> up there and like. What, what kind of stars? Urban <laughs> ones. They, they do. They bring them out. They show up. They show out. They do. Why is that the denotation for black people? Urban, like, why is that a thing? Yeah, but when I say urban, I don't even mean it by black. I mean like BT. <laughs> <laughs> Tragic. All right, let's move to a familiar topic: Kaepernick. Oh, um, oh Dex, you're so excited. Uh, Kaepernick has been de- being defended by none other than Rihanna. She confirmed this week that she declined a Super Bowl gig couple of years ago in support of Colin Kaepernick. When asked about it, she said, absolutely, I couldn't dare do that. For what? Who gains from that? Not my people. I just couldn't be a sellout. I couldn't be an enabler. There are things within that organization that I do not agree with at all. Talking about the NFL. And I was not about to go and be of service to them in any way. I know it's right. For Kaepernick's part, he released his big old deposition for immediate release. We took out a few of the points in here. Um, Has Colin been offered a job by an NFL team? No, not a single person has offered Colin a job since the 2016 season in which he began his peaceful protest. (laughs) These are like little question and answer, like a a fact sheet. Uh, have Have you reached out to every team on Colin's behalf? I have reached out to all 32 teams about Colin's employment. 
with little to no response from any teams about an opportunity for Colin. In 25 years, I've never seen anything like it. And uh, another big point, does Colin still want to play? Everyone keeps asking this question. And for the record, he says, yes, he has been working out five days a week for three years in preparation to play again. Dex, your fingers up. Can I just anybody on the panel, just because I don't really want to talk about this. What has been, this is a pop quiz. What has been my stance on Colin since the very beginning? That he needs to speak for himself. Okay. So that thing you just put out. At first, I was like, oh, he put something out that he's speaking. But that's my opinion as well. No lie, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, Colin said something. Okay. And then I was like, ah, no, he didn't. So at this point, even Rihanna now is speaking on Colin Kaepernick's behalf, and he's not even speaking on his own behalf. I I just never want to put that out there. I mean, it does get to a point where it's kind of frustrating. I, yeah, I do agree. to a point. Past yeah. tense. It's been there. Yeah, it's, it's at a point. Have gotten. But does does this, just putting it out in plain English, um, help Colin Kaepernick's chances to get employed? No, again? like people, let me ask you a question. question. I don't know why he keeps doing that. They if I sue you, Jason, are you going to hire me after I sue you? Probably not, but... Okay. But someone else sued him, and Eric Reed, and he also got a job and actually got a new contract this past year. I do think that uh, Colin Kaepernick would make a, a great NFL personal trainer, though, because he's really been going at it for um, five days a week for three years. Yeah, like really dedicated to that. And I think that's a big industry. I mean, why not open up a gym or something? Like, the NFL is, is not happening, Kaepernick. This is not happening. I don't, here's my question If the NFL has done you so much wrong, why do you still want to work for them? I mean, it's a good way to make money, no? Um, there are other ways to make money. Not that much money. I mean, the NFL is the biggest area for his skill set, which he has been honing since he you was know, a very Fitness child. is the biggest area for his skill set. Uh, people pretend that he wants to be fit every single day. Please say he should be an Instagram model. Is that what you're proposing? I think you should go into fitness. Like, stop this. Like, start speaking. Um, go into fitness. Open up a yeah, but you can't make seventeen million dollars a year, or I can't. quarterback to make thirty million dollars a year now. Yeah, how much does that make a year? How much? I know they make money because I was giving them folks about a hundred dollars a month and never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say one more thing. I think what Colin should do. I think these guys are coming up with really good points of what he should do. Personally, I wouldn't even be trying to get back into the NFL if I was him. I just think that's like a lost cause. If you're better than that at this point, Colin, like that's something that. It's not for you because if it was, honestly, maybe you shouldn't have been kneeling in the first place. Like if, if that was something that you really wanted to do, you didn't want to, you didn't want to lose that job. You shouldn't have disrupted the job if you didn't want to lose it. I think it's one of those things. If you want to disrupt something, you want to be like, "F this! I gotta blow up this system." Be prepared to lose it. Exactly. Also, I think the best thing for him to do right now is just put his booking information in his Instagram bio <laughs> and let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> can you can you file for unemployment like? From the NFL, like how does that work? Well, he's he's not unemployed. He he is employed. He's employed by Nike. So, zip up the lips and going to get the Nike checks. Yeah, it's not the same. Isn't all the more reason to go the fitness route? Like, am I? Is this not like there's hockey, there's baseball, there's tennis, there's golf. Like, there are a ton of other sports, basketball. You don't have to play football, guy. 
And go, then, hey, go, go play this track and field. You can go throw the shot put, the discus, the javelin. There are plenty of things to do. And if he starts to talk some more, maybe he could be a political correspondent since he's so political these days. <laughs> if he speaks at all. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is in the news. Um, do you guys know like why people don't like Gina Rodriguez? No, I know why she's in the news now. But did you know like before why people don't? You say you don't know who she is, Bill? I've never heard of this. Isn't that her name? Fast and Furious, right, Dex? No. Oh, I thought she was. Am no. I making that up? Yeah, and you are. Where is she? Who is she in, Dex? Huh? Who is she in then? Googling. I don't. Honestly, I don't actually. I don't know her. <laughs> That's not a girl from Grand Was just like like sliding down the sliding down the slide right now. Like, she's, what do she, you mean? look? She's in Jane. She's in Jane the Virgin. She's in. Big oh, that is her. Someone great. She she's in Miss Bella. That's why I know her. Miss Bella. Carmen San Diego. Annihilation. The original Carmen San Diego. Diego. First of all, Bossup called her Carmen's Clan Diego today, and, and I lost it. What? <laughs> but um, wow. people don't like her because she always seems to denigrate black women. Um, whenever there is a conversation about uh, the the work that black women have done that's tremendous and stuff like that, she likes to refocus it on all women. And people have taken notice to that because it seems to happen often. Oh. Um, today, uh, kind of gave everybody an excuse not to like her anymore um, after uh, this particular video uh, surfaced. Voodoo. I could do what you do. Believe me. Niggas give me heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yes, uh, she did say that uttered the N-word there. She is Latina, just so you know. Um, she identifies as pure Latina and not Afro-Latina as um, some like to say that uh, they are. Including someone like Cardi B, because she identifies as Afro-Latina. Uh, she got some blowback because she said the N-word, much like J-Lo did back in, uh, what was that, 2002? Yeah, that one <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this was her apology that she gave to the masses. I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill. And... Um, I really am sorry if I offended you. Do you believe that? I, 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 I didn't feel sincere at all to me. First, a little bit. I don't want to work. Apologizes and says, if I offended you, you need to just go and punch him in the face because they don't mean it. Like they're that's, that's like a back. Like you didn't, you didn't just don't, stop apologizing. Don't she apologize. Threw, she threw in that. I'm sorry for singing Lauren Hill, an artist who I love. Right. Like we don't need all of that. <laughs> We don't even know you. It was like it almost seemed sarcastic, didn't it? it yeah, I, I, I feel like the whole thing was unnecessary in the first place, was it not? Because like, it was she didn't even all the words. The only word she knew was the one that had the N word in. Now, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that it was necessary for her to say the N word, but you know how I feel about like songs that have that word in there. Like, if the word is in a song, you can't be offended when anybody says it because the, it is literally a lyric in the song. So, like, I don't think we can pick and choose when a person can and can't say it. I also, you guys know, I'm not really here for the apologies. Like, you said it. Like, I said a song, I said a word that's in a song. Like, stop. There was no need to apologize for it. Because now we sit up and we say, like, was that apology genuine or not? For me, I would have just said, I'm singing a song. This is a lyric in a song. It is what it is. And move on. The fact that you can't do that leads me to believe that you're full of shit. Ooh. Nasty. 
All right, um, Dex, we got some polls. Um, you ready? Uh, we're gonna fire up the poll machine. Okay. And um, the first poll that we're gonna throw up on the poll machine is: Has Takashi Six Nine ever been uh, the biggest artist in the world? In whose world? Um, whose world? Casanova's world. This is what uh, rapper Ooh. Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know Casanova, uh, James. I don't know. Who, I don't know who any of these kids. Are. I know. I know who Takashi Six Nine is. But you, you, you don't know Casanova. No, I've I really never heard of Casanova. What is, what is he saying? Sing. Uh, <laughs> he's a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> he does. What does he recite? Recite. Uh, like I said, he's a rapper. So um, uh, he's like a, a street rapper. You know, one of those. From what? This is, this is what from, he had to say about. He's from, he's from New York. Truthfully, right. was like the number one artist in the world. Truthfully, like I never saw. In the course of twelve months. In the course of twelve months, I never saw ten minutes, a million views, and I feel like even the people that's calling him, whatever they call him, yo, yo, it's down and thirsty. Shut the fuck up, because y'all was sucking his dick. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about him. Y'all deal with that. Them niggas that, all the niggas that's with him, I don't feel sorry for them at all. You know what I'm saying? They went, they went, they went the wrong route from the, to begin with. Who even care about them people that he took off the street? Because nobody cared about them before they met him. They was bums. So who gives a fuck? At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Nobody not jumping out the window to fucking do nothing. He's the craziest fuck. <laughs> so that's what Casanova had to think about. Uh, no idea what talking about. Has Takashi Six Nine ever been the biggest artist um, in the world? You know, maybe so. In this world, it's possible. <laughs> ten million. What? What do you say? Ten minutes, a million views. That's something. He has all these. That's a lot. That song "Fifi" with Nicki Minaj went eight times platinum. It's, going, it's almost diamond. Um, okay. well, see, that's that's the thing. You're saying almost diamond. That means the diamond standard has already been set. Next, you know, I have to obviously. I have to disagree. I do think that there was a time, specifically this time last year, where Takashi was the biggest artist, like one of the biggest artists that we were consistently talking about. Yeah, he's the biggest artist in the world. Was what was said. I mean, think about it. Like, he really was taking off. Think about it. Like, think about somebody like Nicki Minaj. Who had the juice, right? Who had yeah, the like, juice? Like, think about it. And I'm not even saying it was a long stretch of time, but I'm just saying that there was a time where we were consistently always talking about Takashi. I dressed him as him as Halloween last year. I mean, like, there has there was a time when he dominated for, like, a good bit. Now, it's difficult to say the biggest artist in the world just because, like, there's so many different genres of music. But if we think of just, like, rap, like there was a time where he was he was topping the charts and he was always coming out with something who's very consistent and a lot of it was him trolling and stuff like that but he stayed in the news if you have reason for doubt that means no the biggest artist in the world means the biggest artist in the world if you can't say for certain if you're like yeah maybe he was we talk about him a lot but maybe he wasn't that means no period no not he was not so no. he wasn't bigger than michael jackson Absolutely. Well, they didn't exist in the same like universe. Wait, no, they didn't. 
Like, I meant to say, like, they weren't out at the same time, like, competing with each other. Like, for instance, I feel like Takashi and, let's say, like, Ja Rule, like, they don't, they can't compete with each other. Oh, so you're saying at that particular time. So, so okay. okay. I mean, yeah. Takashi was kind of big. I, I don't know the biggest in the world. I think that's a little bit much. But, yeah, bro, bro on our IG story at Bro Talk Live. Dex, and also cool. the Twitter, Twitter page as well, which is Bro Talk Pod. There we go. All right. Um, the next uh, bro talk live day. pod. Sorry, bro talk live pod. Um, was uh, Iggy Azalea Ti's biggest blunder? No, letting Tiny dial her a dag on eyes and looking like Smokey Robinson was his biggest blunder. <laughs> what she do to my eyes? What she do? <laughs> dag on looking like a pit bull out in these streets. I got time for that. <laughs> One of the baby pit bulls. So we're pretending like T.I. didn't get arrested for machine guns outside of the Walgreens shortly before the <laughs> Awards. We're going to pretend like that didn't happen. We're also going to pretend like T.I. didn't throw a table across the room get, get, while fighting for Tiny with uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that I think the biggest blunder was trying to fight an undefeated fighter, a man who has never <laughs> lost him. Like, I get it. Like It's it's a, it's trendy to like dislike Iggy Azalea, but let's be realistic here, Tim. Come on. Well, for the quote, the exact quote, um, before he gets upset with us for um, not honoring the words that he spoke, said, quote, I'm still actively looking for another female rapper who can undo the blunder of Iggy Azalea. That is the tarnish of my legacy. The tarnish. (laughs) That is rude as hell. The tarnish of my legacy, as far as being an executive is concerned. To me, that is like when Michael Jordan went to play baseball. God damn. Jesus. Christmas. He, he, he really were hurt by that. Like, why would you say that about someone? See, I think, I mean, th- I take back what I said before then, because that, okay, you said as being an executive, so that means, like, people that you've put on. Iggy Azalea has gone on to to really, like, break some records. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Iggy about- Azalea has, I think, the biggest, bigger hits than T.I. Right. Oh, does she? <laughs> I, I was going to say, remember last week we talked about Lizzo trying to break one of Iggy Azalea's records. Um, so, like, let's be realistic here that Iggy Azalea is not a failure. Young Dro, on the other hand, who T.I. was responsible for, nobody's hitting the shoulder lane anymore. I'm just saying. Not so. My shoulders don't lean over. Area one. Can someone do a quick research and see if uh, who sold more records, Iggy Azalea or T.I.? Just, exactly. just overall. Because I think it's closer than we think. Um, Iggy Azalea had a thing going for a little while, so Iggy Azalea is not Ti's biggest blunder. I would, I would say Floyd Mayweather. Um, Bill, you said letting Tiny dye her eyes uh, <laughs> like a pit bull out here looking like Smokey Robinson. And Ty, do you have any blunders for Ti that you want to give him that's other than this Iggy Azalea one? You just thought that was incredibly rude. Yeah, I'm, just saying, I'm not gonna participate in that. I don't like when people talk about like you didn't have to do that. Um. Iggy Azalea said, imagine thinking I was his biggest blunder. Tip, sweetie, we have a whole list for you. Ooh. So don't Iggy, don't Iggy, though, just because I said that. <laughs> don't get popped up. Don't get popped <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up. Wait, uh, I, can't, I, can't find the, I can't find it for T.I., but I do see Iggy Azalea has sold 48 million. 48 million records worldwide with 22 million. I feel like that's a lot to ask. Forty-eight million. Yeah, but for whatever reason, Ti's just doesn't. Oh, come Ti, up. Um, uh, they don't come up as that bad. 
Mm-hmm. I think he has more more work, so it's maybe a little harder to calculate than her. How many uh, records I've sold either? Brian <laughs> Yeah, look up Todd to see if see what it's say for him. If it ain't listed, it didn't happen. I know it's right. <laughs> we need receipts in this age. All right, well, we'll move on, um, and we'll get that information a little bit well, later. Well, I can tell you, though, T.I.'s net worth, though, is $50 million and Iggy's is six. So. <laughs> well, that's quite the difference. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, the executives make now, What's my net worth six million? I'll take it. He probably got a cut from Iggy, too, since she was on his label. So you that's probably know he got, got a cut from her. Good question. I know we got to move on, but what is she doing with her life these days? Iggy Azalea? Yeah. Clapping um, back at people talking about her. That's all she ever does at this at this point. She doesn't put no music out. She just, she just anytime somebody says something about her, she just claps back. Like that's her claim to fame at this point. And she dated Playboy Cardi for a little bit. Who? New Age rapper. Cardi B. Playboy, Play, no, Playboy Cardi. He was on the um the list that we had a few years ago of the freshmen. Trash. Who One of those trash bags. <laughs> yeah, you can consider. You can consider that. Okay. Well. But I don't think she's dating him any longer, so that's done. Um, don't forget to vote on those polls on our IG story. And last but not least, uh, the next poll decks is going to be this one from Miss Kimbello Wood. Oh, let me get the wording absolutely correct because I had to write this out because the question has to be written um, correctly. Is it okay, Bill? I want you to go and get your reaction for this. Is it okay to miss your rent bill? For your butt bill. What? <laughs> I'm not putting that poll up. <laughs> Is it okay to miss what? your rent bill for your butt bill? I, I don't uh, understand that. Joelle Santana's uh, wife, Kimbella, um, has been alone for a little while because Joelle is serving a 27-month sentence in prison. Um, during this stint, uh, Kimbella has been struggling to pay the mortgage on the house, apparently, according to reports. And uh, she, in the meantime, decided to put that money towards the new butt. So she got the new butt, and the maintenance for the butt has taken out too much money for her to pay her mortgage. The house is about to get uh, foreclosed on. Um, So would you rather pay your rent bill, or is it okay to miss your rent bill for your butt bill? Let me tell you something. (laughs) My grandma always said, you got to pay when you stay. Well, where her butt stays, it stays on her. But if you were Jewel's in prison and you got this notice that the house wasn't being paid, but you saw your wife with a new butt, how would you feel? Who's the door? I'd be like, oh well, I got somewhere. Who was the door? Oh, I got somewhere to stay. Like, oh well, I got somewhere to sleep. You better be careful, you and them kids. <laughs> how long is Jewel, Jewel in jail? Well, twenty-seven months, but I'm not sure how far along he is into that. I think he's about twelve months into it. Oh, so he got somewhere to sleep for a good little bit. He's still going to jail. What are you still going to jail? <laughs> he's not worried about it because he got a roof over his head. Ain't, ain't no need to worry. He got three hot panicot. He can't afford no another house now. I don't think his music is doing that well. Yeah, apparently the mortgage was thirty-seven hundred, and um, well, he can't, obviously they can't afford the one they got. Maybe the butt was cheaper short term. So. The butt was an unnecessary expense. That was a stupid thing for her to do. It could have been an investment for the future. Since we're all joking, I want everyone to know, don't get a new butt. It's like a ridiculous thing. <laughs> like, it looks crazy it's to me. It's an investment. It looks so bad. 
All right. Uh, those are the polls. Vote for them online on Bro Talk on our IG story, also on our Twitter page. Twitter at Bro Talk. All right, time for racist. Uh, we all know the story that we're going to talk about today. Um, the Fort Worth police are in a deep, deep trouble. Texas is just going crazy with the cops lately. Going uh, crazy. Texas. Atatiana Jefferson is a 28-year-old black woman, was a 28-year-old black woman, who was at home playing video games with her 8-year-old nephew when police officers responded to an open structure call made by a neighbor early on Saturday morning. Um, but when they showed up, uh, Instead of the cops, you know, defusing the situation, they fired first um, after saying uh, that they heard some noise inside of the house and it was disturbing. So they fired a single bullet, ended up killing um, the owner of that house um, just with one shot. Um, the neighbor who called the cops initially in the first place um, was very distraught and really was upset that he even made the call in the first place. My reaction is... It makes me not want to call the police because not just Dallas or, or other incidents. If if you don't have the the what word am I looking for? If you don't feel, if you don't if you don't feel safe with the police department, then who do you feel safe? Do you just ignore crime or ignore uh, something that's not right? They tell you if you see something, say something. They say if you see something abnormal, say something. Well, if you do that and you cause somebody to lose their life, it makes you not want to do that. And, and, and that's, 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 that's sad in, in today's society. Yeah, very tough situation that that, um, that that guy is in. He's getting a lot of criticism for even making the call in the first place. He, he did it to make a welfare check because he said the door was wide open. And it was 2.30 in the morning. So he just did it so the cops can see if she was okay, um, not shoot her dead. Uh, well, the cop who did uh, shoot her dead um, is actually, uh, he resigned and now he's been arrested for murder. Um, he has been released from jail though uh, after posting um, $200,000 bond. Uh, his name's Aaron Dean um, and he is the cop, once again, who shot and killed this young woman. Um, the cops are already getting their story together though. As of tonight, this is the reports that they are making. They're saying that she pointed a gun at the window um, before the officer killed her, um, according to a nephew who was also in the house that was playing video games with her in the first place. Uh, in their police report, they're saying that she took her handgun from her purse, pointed it towards the window before she was shot, the nephew said, according to the arrest warrant affidavit. The eight-year-old, they're going, this is the words of an eight-year-old, by the way, um, saw his aunt fall to the ground. She was pronounced dead at 3.05 a.m. With the whole gun situation, her lawyer is already speaking up um, in her defense because it's her house and it's 2.30 in the morning and she hears something rumbling outside. She has every right to defend herself. Positive statements about reform and, uh, and condemning the shooting. And we look, we're not used to a mayor or a police chief making those kind of statements, but right now they're just words until they, she actually comes up with some policies and practices and actually puts them into play. And so we're interested in talking to her about that. All right, um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, guys, what's your reaction to this young woman's tragic story 
um, and the way that this whole case is getting treated, are you already going in knowing that it's a lost cause, that anything's going to happen, um, you know, with convictions or anything like that? Or, um, like, what are just your feelings overall? Bill, what do you got to say? Um, it's exhausting. Like, it is incredibly exhausting to be a person of color in this country. Like, nothing you do is safe. Nothing you do. Like nothing, nowhere you go in this country, like nothing is safe, nothing is sacred. Um, if she had a handgun, like I would not, I'm not faulting her for having a handgun. Somebody come cr crashing through my window at 2.30 in the morning. I'm not asking any questions. I'm pulling my handgun. I'm blasting them away. Like, but it, I'm, I'm not surprised. And I am, I'm, I'm enthralled that people are still surprised by the, by, by the actions of, like the country in general, because this was a country institutionally built on these kinds of things. Like this is not surprising. This is what America is. Like I don't, I don't understand why people are still like shocked and surprised. This is what America is. I think I'm really shocked and and even surprised by it. Is that like, yes, like you see it happening. You see people get away with it. But like, you ever see somebody do something? You think like there is no way I would get away with that. Like that's how. Like if I'm a police officer, like that's how I would look at these situations. Like. Yes, like it's happened a lot, but like there's no way like I'm doing something this crazy and thinking I'm going to get away with it. But it keeps happening. And it's and maybe it's crazy on my part to be shocked by this stuff, but I'm always shocked. Every time I hear one of these stories, I'm shocked. I'm not necessarily I am shocked that this guy was arrested. Like that does shock me because I you, I usually don't expect it. Another thing that, that was really shocking to me in this situation is that they put out that he didn't he didn't announce that he was a police officer. And to me, if you are going to into someone's home, you don't announce yourself like as a an official of the law. Like it almost looks to me like you're looking for trouble. They were like peering outside, like into her windows, right? Stuff, like like that. Back and, at like Will, in the morning. and like Will said, if he had a handgun, he would pull it out. And last week, when I talked about the woman who walked into the guy's house and shot him, like I said, like if I had a gun and I saw someone doing something in my property that I didn't think was right, I would have pulled that gun out. You know, Not I mean? only did she have a gun, she had a license for the gun. Like, like I had the gun, and, and, and honestly, I probably would have used it as well. Like, it wouldn't be, like, there's it's 3 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, whatever. Like, there's no need for a person to be peering into my window. Right. It's insane. Also, I don't like that, that the, the, the neighbor who gave the interview, I don't necessarily think, who called the cops? I don't think he should have given that interview. I think it does it does do more harm than good. However, I think he was doing what he should have. He did what he should have done, which is called the cops when he noticed that something didn't seem right. Because, like, letting if that door was open and it was some danger, whatever that danger could have came to his house too. So I don't fault him for that. I just wish he wouldn't have given that interview. I feel bad. For, I feel bad for him. Like I feel for him. He's he's thinking that he's doing the neighborly thing. And now his neighbor has met her demise, and like the world is on him. But like, what? Like, yeah, he has to think about like he has to think about the fact that if I don't make that call, she might still be living. You know that that whole thing, and that sucks. Yeah, All right, I'm just I know I didn't say anything during the whole thing, but like sometimes like I can't ever get used to this type of stuff, and it's like it's really really crazy. Oh, you think about putting yourself in the type of situation where where that could happen to you and it's like where can you go it's like there's always this thing like oh you shouldn't have did this you shouldn't have did that there's always this commentary like oh they had this they had that like this person lost their lives and they shouldn't have 
and there's really no justification that we can come up with. Mm -hmm. There's no reason whatsoever that this person should have lost their life. Right. Except the fact that she got up at 2.30 in the morning. Like, that's... That's that's Like, it's crazy. Let somebody come to my window at 2.30 in the morning and not... Right? It's, like, really weird. Let me let me tell you something. I am I am I'm going to take mine, and I'm I'm not even asking no questions. Whatever's happening outside my window was going to cancel, be canceled. I'm eliminating the threat. Period. This ain't going to be them kind of stories. You outside my window at two thirty, bang bang. Like even if it was like you had your partner looking and you knock on the door and say like, "I'm this is the police. We're doing the wellness check. This is not what you're doing." All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, let's get a little uh, lighter mood here. Uh, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Catwoman is going to be played by Zoe Kravitz. Um, she's just been announced to be the new Catwoman in the Robert Pattinson version of Batman when that comes out, I believe, this next year. Um, she will be the third Black African American woman, if you want to call her that. Uh, I think she yeah, she's African American. Be a third African American woman to play the part. Um, Holly Berry played it before her, and who played it also? Who's the other one? Eartha Kitt. Ooh, Dex with the heat. Did you know? Dex. Nice. All right, that was your Did You Know Fact. For more Did You Know Facts, hit us up on our Twitter and Instagram channels, Bro Talk Live at Bro Talk Pod. Time for QA. Oh, it's time for QA. This is time, listen. I thoroughly enjoy Q&A because you all, it's like an episode of Mari. You all spend us your, your lives, and we do our best. I mean, we really do our best to try to give you some guidance. So let's see what we have today. All right. Here's what we got. Toothbrush etiquette. Use your own toothbrush. That's nasty. That's how you get, that's how you get stuff. You don't even you know, know if that's the question or not. I don't need to know. I already know. I, I don't need, like I don't even need to know. That's how you get mono and you get herpes. You can't get rid of herpes. You can get rid of mono. Get your own toothbrush. Okay. Home <laughs> wrecking harlot. Now, that sounds like it's good. I know. How much do you make? And my boss thinks he's hot. Thinks he's hot. He's not. Um, that sounds a little like sexual harassment. Well, <laughs> Let's go with that home wrecking harlot. That sounds good. Home wrecking harlot. Here we go. Oof. Oh, can we move that live? Um, second oh, Recently, I was hooking up with a guy from an online app Oof. who was behaving a bit. What is that? Uh, oddly. Oddly. He, I'm guessing he invited me to his apartment building, but said we had to meet in the building. Pool showers. I can't see because the is there. In the building's pool showers and not his apartment. Because he was being discreet. I assumed that meant he didn't want the neighbors seeing him bringing random girls. When I got to the locker room, private stalls, no one else around, we started to do our thing. But he got extremely paranoid at any sound, like a door shutting down the hallway, and we had to keep pausing. It was silly, but he was cute. So you tolerate things. What? Mm-hmm. Why y'all girl? <laughs> After we finally finished, we were getting dressed in the locker area. And he said, sorry if I seem jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm married. 
and I live with my wife here. Wife in an apartment down the hall. Dude, I just gave him a look and left. I felt a little guilty after. And then I thought of times in the past when I suspected a guy was married for various reasons, and I just didn't ask. Sometimes I didn't ask and saw those guys more than once. The only difference this time is that the guy said it out loud. What do you think my level of responsibility is? What do you think is my level of responsibility here? I avoid profiles that explicitly out themselves as married and looking for cheating action. But if I get the vibe and neither of us say anything, should I feel bad about not asking? Girl. No, this is not my thing. Y'all can try to take this my home. That's not my thing. That, yeah. not <laughs> you just tap out because this is not my thing. I'm just tapping out of that. Y'all go ahead. Go ahead and handle that. I think, like, morally, like, like you would have to answer that. Like, it's really difficult to say, like, if you should. Like, I can't answer that for you to say, like, if you should or shouldn't, like, talk to someone who's married. I think the responsibility does lie on him more so than you, though, just because, like, you're the one who connected with another human being and 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 sat and stood and made those vows and, and committed to them. So I think that he really has to like look into himself and make these decisions. You, on the other hand, I don't think it's okay to sleep with someone who's married, but I definitely think he has more responsibility in this than you do. But if she's the one that's affected by it, or if you're the one that's really cognizant of it afterwards, I feel like you should go in asking or, or at least making sure um, in some certain respects, because you're the one that's affected. You're you're the, you're writing us the letter. He's not writing us the letter. It's like kind of weird, right? Like you don't you don't tech, you don't technically go around asking people if they're married when they're like yeah. on the dating scene because you're assuming that people on the dating scene aren't married. So, right. but like I, I just thought the interaction was really weird. I don't know why that didn't make her uncomfortable. They did it in the showers and the in the yeah, like, shower. It was like we had to meet here. Like I would be like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah, but, and if you're, if you're hooking up with someone, I, I don't, when they, I saw the word discreet, why would you need to be discreet if we're both single and we're hooking up off this app? Like, this is. He ain't want the neighbors, he ain't want the neighbors to know. Then maybe we uh, shouldn't meet at your house. Like, that, to, to me, he's not only is, is he discreet, but he's also lazy and probably. He's discreet and lazy. I just, for me, as somebody who's about to get married, like, I think the responsibility will be more so on me than it would be on some woman who's trying to sleep with me. I got to, I should be the one, like, that takes my vows serious enough to be like, chill out. Like, I'm not even about to be on no app hooking up. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that's our responsibility. Like, you're the more, you're the adult one here, in a sense. Like, you're the one who, who have, you have something to lose in this situation. Like, your spouse will not want to be with you because you're cheating on them. This other person, like, they don't lose anything. Right. I mean, I, what what my question is, here's my concern. Um, so you didn't find out he was married until after the fact, which is okay. Like, okay, you found out he was married, and you probably should have said something then, like, yo, you married? But you didn't. My concern for you is why you think it's okay to, like, you hooking up with him in this pool shower and private Dolphin. She said she said he was cute, so you tolerate things. <laughs> like, so go on and tolerate him being married and going about your business. Because <laughs> you really don't care. Like, you really don't care. You slept with him in, in a pool hall. Like, in a, you slept with him in a public off, place. Off of an app. And I'm not judging anybody. 
But I mean, yeah, people hook up on apps all the time. Like that's that's the whole thing now. Like why go to the bar when you could just sit on your couch? People I know, like, I, like that's what old people say. Like, you can either get off your ass and go try to get laid. Like, you're literally on an app swiping. Like, come on, do better. Go to the club like everybody else. And people, I, I think you guys up. are undervaluing how much people uh, hook up through apps. It's quite prevalent. No, I'm sure. It, I, I know it happens. I know people who do it. I just think that it's it's lazy. Yeah, it is. I agree. It's lazy. So. All right, next one, Bill. Uh, which one do you? What do you all like to do? Toothbrush etiquette. My boss thinks he's hot. He's not. Can we do and how much? Do you make? What is that about? How much do you make? How much do you make? You want to read that one? Yeah, because I've had probably about some rude ass people. <laughs> I don't think so. It's not as rude as you, as you think. <clears throat> Work advice. All right, here we go. I'm an architect and have been working as an as an independent contractor at a company for about seven months. I love the place, and my boss has assured me that I will receive a full-time offer at the end of the next quarter. Meanwhile, I want to be prepared for negotiations. I'm pretty tight with my colleagues. So how can I ask what their salaries are? Have any of you done this? Google. Yeah, like use Glassdoor to check it out. I wouldn't ask them because like, if you ask them and then it gets back to your management team that you've been asking people for their salary, like that right there creates turmoil and then they would probably be like you know what we're not going to bring this person on that's a stupid rule though like it's so stupid that that our employers have put in our heads that it's wrong to try to get a fair salary so therefore we shouldn't ask what our neighbor's making like i don't think it's stupid it is stupid yeah it's, it's it's stupid i don't think so because like i like i look at it myself like i have more education than some of the people on that i work with so like yeah. I would expect myself to make a little bit more money than them. So like if I were to ask them like how much money do you make, and then they make less than me, I'm like oh that you should be. But if they make on par with me or more than me, then I now have an issue with that. So then I take right. Then you should be able to take that issue to your boss and get a raise. Like the fact that you feel like you can't do that is because they brainwashed you into thinking that because you know what someone else's makes, that means that somehow you're going to feel undervalued. Like no, you should just go they, and get they, a raise. I think you wouldn't. I think it's it's your responsibility to just like negotiate what you think you are worth. And when you do that, maybe it's more or less than somebody else. But you negotiate what you think you're worth based on the job that you're doing and the skill set that you have. And you shouldn't have to worry about what everybody else is making. I think employers use that to hide how much they're actually paying people. And it's to their advantage because they never have to tell you, oh, I'm paying so-and-so $70,000 when I'm only paying you fifty. dollars So guys we were getting paid on this show. Like the, like you, you were cutting the checks for the three of us on this show, right? Like you were doing yeah. that. And, uh -huh. and Will said to you, how much is Dexter making? Like, you think it's okay for you to tell him how much money you're paying me? Absolutely. But then I have an no, issue. No, but he's not asking me. He will be asking you how much He's not going to get the answer out of me because I know that my salary is his and Ty's combined. I know that that's what it'll be. <laughs> so, like, with that being said, I don't think that's fair for him to now go to you and Wait, say I'm that. Not saying you can ask, I'm not saying ask your employer how much no, your coworker you I'm saying ask your, employee, ask your fellow your coworker how much they make. So it's okay. So Will would ask Ty, Ty how much you make, and they're making the same amount. Then and then Ty goes, well, I wonder how much Dexter's making. Then they ask me, and I don't tell them. Here's the thing, though. Me and Ty have had conversations about salary, simply so I know what to go ask my employer for and what to do. Yes, sir. Number one, does triple the work that I do on the show. So I'd be like, eh, okay. That's one. Number two, um, my salary is public information, so I don't care. Mine is too. 
<laughs> so when you work in education, your salary is literally public information. Everybody making money. That's why they say that. They, like they're not getting paid pennies. That's why they're okay with it. See, if you get paid pennies, like me, you don't want people to know how much you're making. You don't want people to know. Like you want it to be like, oh, Maybe really, like you can pay that much to do that. No, it's public information. Look it up yourself. Like so, I mean, I'm assuming that um whatever's on par with the market, like you have to look up the market and ask for that. Like it, that, that's not hard to look up. I don't think you necessarily have to say. Well, gee, uh, Biff, what are you making here? Like, no, nah, I think that's inappropriate. And I don't know. I don't like that. Like, people have literally walked in my house like, how much does your house cost? How fucking rude is that? I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I just don't understand why people do that. I totally agree. But now I need to see this house, though. That's uh, <laughs> a house. It's a nice little house, huh? Nice little chunk of change. Uh, more questions, hit us up. Brotalklive.com slash questions. We'll get him on the show. All right, just a time. And since we were talking about HBCUs earlier, um, and you guys, well, two of you guys went to homecoming. Um, Ty, why didn't you go to homecoming, Ty? Literally got busy. No, <laughs> you planned on going and then just I did plan on going like the day part. Yeah, okay. Yeah, time but, um, we were talking, we were talking earlier. The only HBCUs we ever hear about are the ones or the ones that people ever give any sort of real money to seem to be Spellman, Morehouse, Howard, you know, those like the, the classic HBCUs. But there are more HBCUs than that. So we are going to play a little bit of a game called HBCU. Guess who? Oh, make me look bad. Real bad. <laughs> because there are more HBCUs out here than Morehouse, Spellman. And Howard. All right, so we're going to get this game started in an orderly fashion. Um, so I want you guys. Who you, you say? Nothing at all. I want you guys to all guess how many HBCUs there are, and the closest person to the correct answer will be able to start the game. How many HBCUs? God damn, I have no idea. 120. I was about to say 127. I think it's like 120 something like that. Yeah. That, that that's what number popped in my head. I don't know why though. I'm going to say 150. It's not that many. All right. So final answers. Who are we going with? 120. 127. 150. All right. Dex 120. Ty 127. Bill 150. Uh, Dex, you say 120? Yeah. I'm closest okay. to it. Dex is closest to it. 101 yeah. is the answer because Dex just Googled it. No, I did not. <laughs> 101 is the answer. 101 HBCUs in the country. And we keep talking about the same three ones. Um, so we're going to play HBCU Guess Who. I'm going to give you some clues. And you guys uh, guess. Dex, you're going to start start off with the first okay. one. Some of the answers won't be Spellman, Morehouse. Yeah, it won't be Spellman, Howard, or Morehouse. None of the answers. <laughs> <laughs> For once, right? All right, the first one. Booker T. Washington. Oh, sorry. And each answer is the color. Like each, each visual here is the colors for that school. Booker T. Washington, Wanda Sykes, and the Breakfast Club's DJ Envy attended this Virginia-based HBCU. Um, are you going to give me clues? No. <laughs> the, color, the colors are your clues, blue and white. It's not like Virginia State. Blue and white in Virginia. DJ in Hampton University, Kendra G went there too. Ooh, heat, heat, heat. Good job, Dex. One. All right, Bill, you ready for yours? That was the next closest. Let him go. <laughs> you scared? <laughs> you gonna wish you didn't do that? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm next. No, 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 Ty's, Ty's next. 
All right, Todd. Terrence J attended this school, which was the first public college for the people of color in the state of North Carolina. You're not going to give me trivia making me look bad. I don't forget enough. Blue and gold are the colors. Now that helps. (laughs) Todd, you know this. Do I? I think so. (laughs) Terrence J attended this school, which was public college. Yes. There we go. Look at you, Ty. More, there are more HBCUs. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to all people down in North Carolina. I hate being wrong, so I, I figured that was it, but I don't like that. My, my cousin I went to the university that they slipped in there that I didn't know about. All right, Bill, you ready? Nope. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, this is trying to embarrass us, William. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Look, you wanted the last one. According to U.S. News' 2020 index, this South Carolina school has the last name of a serial killer and boasts the lowest enrollment of any HBCU with 491 students. (laughs) That's 491 students in this whole college. You said North Carolina, so it's not Cheney. South Carolina. It's not Cheney, no. Cheney has a monerva. You know I don't know this nonsense. Does anyone? What are you talking about? I've never even heard of this. It's just difficult because I kept trying to think of serial killers, and that's what's throwing me off. Yeah, that's throwing me off in South Carolina. Who are the serial killers? Name a couple good ones. <laughs> Is it a white serial killer or a black? All right, you got Freddie Blank. Freddie Blank. Blank. Serial killers, movies from the movies. Kruger, Kruger. There we go. So it's not him, but that's the line that we're thinking along here. Voorhees College. There you go. Good job, Voorhees. Yes. I've never heard of Voorhees. I've never heard of that before. Here's the thing. I was thinking real serial killer. I thought you meant real serial. I'm movie serial killer, Jason. Yeah, look, I never heard of that college, but apparently nobody else has either. I was 491 students. I may have gotten like a flyer or like we have these flags hanging in my school of like all these universities. Well, I'm, you can't say that everybody only have room for 491 students. You ain't so. never got one from Voorhees, uh, Ty. I think I got a flag from Voorhees. I sent me one. <laughs> all right. And um, the last one, we all can guess this one. Then the nation's number one television show, The Cosby Show, hails this HBCU as the college attended by Cosby's television daughter, Vanessa Huxtable, portrayed by Tempest Blesso during its seventh season. I ain't going to college. I ain't one of the hill, man. <laughs> no, the one that uh, the one that Vanessa went to. Not the one that Malcolm Jamar Warner went to. The nation's number one television show, The Cosby Show, hails this HBCU as the college attended by Cosby Television. Right. Board of That's so dumb about this. What the hell is happening? Provided Isn't by Thank you. So why you say Hillman? I, I, I was doing uh, a Kanye West rap. The line, the color the Cosby's. I ain't go to Hill, man. Well, why you put why you ain't put alumni like Dexter stuck? That would have given away for me. The that would for all those who are wondering what we're talking about. They said on the show that she went to Lincoln University. Yeah, you had a Lincoln hoodie on. I remember him having one. I didn't know she did. Yeah, I thought he had one. All right, um, we're going to play Name That State. What state is each of these schools in? Elizabeth City State University. 
No, it's like not that far. I had a friend yeah, who went there. I have no idea where it's at. Well, this city is in North Carolina, right? North Carolina is correct. Good job, Bill and Ty. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, right, good job, Bill. <laughs> Bill with that one. Albany State University. New York. Actually, you guys are wrong. It's not in New York. I thought it was in New York, too. It is down south. Um, Let's go with Albany. No. Alabama. <laughs> Albany. Albany. It's not Mississippi. <laughs> um, Florida. It's not Florida. It's I don't think there's any ABC in Florida. It's Georgia? Yes, there it's, is. Actually, there's Pam Houston, Florida, and Bethune Cookman. That's a lot of HBCs. Oh, in sorry. But no, it's not in Florida. No. All right. Where is it? Well, no. It's in Georgia. Oh, I'm going to say Georgia first. That's crazy. Albany, Georgia. Coppin State University. Baltimore. Good job, Bill. There we go. Baltimore. So Bill's leading the game right now. And um, oh, you like keeping score? I thought we were just going. Go. Langston, oh, uh, the other orange and blue, Langston University. Where is this one at? Uh, the Langston Lions. They have lions as well. I've it's really like in the never heard of this school. I think this one is like in the Midwest. Okay, like Southern, but still like in the in the in the Midwest. You good? Yeah, you're heating up. Oh God, it's not Missouri. It's um, yeah. Maybe it is. Uh, uh, Arkansas? No, to to the left. <laughs> keep going west. What's the left? More what is more what Kansas? No, keep going left. Pull up that map so we can see what's going on. Pull up the map. <laughs> yeah, the state. Canada? Canada, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, Canada. Pull up that map so we can see what's left. Um hold it. I know I've heard of Langston. I I, I know where it was. I can't uh, think right now. I can't think. It's right below Kansas and Nebraska and all them. Uh, Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah. Langston is in yeah. Oklahoma. And last yeah, but not least, if you guys get this one, I'll be, very, I'll be very impressed if you guys get this one. Harris-Stowe State University. That's down south for sure. Uh, Once again, Harris-Stowe. Is it Georgia? State University. No, no it's not Georgia. Um... Is that Mississippi? No. no. There are no HBCUs in Mississippi. They were established in 1857. Jackson State is not Mississippi. You said, you said what, did Jason? They were established in 1857. Who was Lincoln? Um, Jesus Christ, my brain. All right, you move on. Yeah, I can't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Missouri, it's in Missouri. There we go. Harris-Stowe State University. I, I've never actually heard that sto- that uh, school before today, but um, shout out to everyone so, who attended. So basically, what you're telling us, we can't complain about Oprah only giving to Morehouse anymore because we don't even know where the other schools are located. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the top twenty. <laughs> Look at us, number sixteen. That's what I'm talking about. We don't recognize the lessons. It is time for Dex's BS report. All right, guys. So Dex's BS report. For those of you who are just now joining us. This is the segment of the show where I give three stories. Two of the stories are absolutely true. One of the stories is false. And it's up to these guys to decide what's true and what's false. All right. 
So the first story is there's a landlord um, in Michigan who told a woman, like, look, if you want to, you want this apartment, like, well, you can get the apartment. It's all yours. You just have to give me a strip tease. Oh. Yeah. That's story number one. Story number two, there was a wedding. So there was like a the beginning of an adult movie. A wise woman once said, if you're beefing at somebody's wedding, keep it at the wedding. So there was a man who decided, like, yes, he was beefing with someone at the wedding, and he decided to go into the ceremony and open fire shooting the pastor. What makes the story even more bizarre is that this wedding was being held an hour before there was a a funeral that was supposed to be held for another pastor. And then the final story is... Bizarre is how you decided to describe that story? Bizarre? Huh? I said bizarre is how you decide to describe that story. I think so. I mean, like the fact I think it's crazy that they were gonna they were held held a wedding and then they were gonna hold a funeral right after and the funeral like bizarre is too kind of a word for what you said. Oh, oh I gotcha. <laughs> um and then finally you guys might have you guys might have if you're anything like me, you've noticed that Burger King has been promoting wow. You guys noticed that Burger King has been promoting um their new vegan whopper so like it's like the impossible meat well apparently people have found metal metal shavings inside of the the impossible Ew. meat and burger king has recalled it in 21 states so if you're like me you and you've noticed on tv that they're promoting a new burger now you know why all right so what's the truth what's the lie oh, where did that first story happen i don't believe that last story with the metal i never heard that i think i would have heard that <sighs> I um, heard the metal story. I don't think it's a metal story. Dex, where did that first story happen? The first story was in Michigan. At the beginning of every adult movie on HBO. And, and, and the second story was in New Hampshire. And then the other one is 21 states in the United States. I would say the New Hampshire story is fake. So number two is fake. I can't believe someone did all that carnage and then had the nerve to categorize it as bizarre. And what state you said number two happened? New Hampshire. Oh, absolutely, number two fan. Ain't nobody carrying on like that in New Hampshire. What's, what no, state is Yale? We would have heard about that. If that would have happened in New Hampshire, it would have been all over the news. Yale is in, is in Massachusetts, isn't it? Yeah. Usually with that story, this little so-called lie is like the story happened, but it's like one small detail that he added to it. Like, it wasn't yeah, like, like the extra murder story. <laughs> I got to get better because y'all trying to figure me out. <laughs> so what it is? Um, wait, Jason, what did you, you said? The, Jason, you said it was the, the wedding. Well, you said the wedding time. What did you say? That last story, I forgot what it was now. The Whopper? Yeah. So Ty's correct. Um, burger King did not pull the Impossible Burger. Taco Bell actually pulled... Um, You're right, Ty. You were on the... Taco Bell pulled their meat in 21 states because people complained the metal shavings inside of the meat. Yeah. God, you're so nice. I'm sorry. So we have a wedding in New Hampshire acting crazy. You, now, that wedding story is so it's so crazy. That is 100% true. All of that happened. Oh, God. Jason, How I didn't know about that next week. That happened in New Hampshire. How the hell didn't we hear about that? I'll send it to you guys. It definitely happened. I don't know. I actually don't know when it happened because I found it in... Like, so, what, this the way I do this report is... I'll find all this different stuff and I'll DM it to myself. And then when I'm looking for BS reports, I just look through and then I'll pick the ones that I like. So I don't know exactly when it happened, um, but it did happen. Wow. That's crazy. Actually, it was October 12th. So that's a recent. Gee. <laughs> it's very recent. Like October 12th was like three days ago. What the hell? Yeah. 
How did that not make it to the day show? It's crazy. All right, time for seats. All right. This is a portion of the show where it's like, you know, stuff happens and people are just a little too much. They need to be seated. Uh, does anybody have a seat? Something to get off their chest today? Uh, yes. Um, so Ooh. I'm going to go because I do have a seat. Very aggressive there. Please. Uh, well, because it agitated me so badly. So um, as Dex uh, previously said. Uh, oh, it's same seat. Same seat. <laughs> it, um, it was homecoming at Lincoln University. Um, and I attended. Uh, it was great to see all the, you know, friendly faces and be on the campus. The issue I have, and this is why my seat has to go to Lincoln University. The issue I have is that it took so long to find parking at this place. It is unbelievable that 154, 55, 56 years later, they still ain't paved over that parking lot over there. And there's no dirt. <laughs> that dirt. It took, there were so many people. And people were lined up on the side of the road. So cars were coming past. It looked like they were about to smash people, travel, run them over, mow them down. People stuck in mud, spinning the wheels. So dirt spitting up and flying up and hitting people as they pass by, hitting cars. People can't park. No, like, it is absolutely absurd. Lincoln, you have got to do better. It's no, there is no reason that once the on-campus parking is filled, that there is not off-campus parking readily available. You all need to do better by that. Like, y'all got to do... And that general parking that was $10 down the street was not it at all because that was in more grass and mud. I can park there for free. No, thank you. So, mine is a little different from Will's. My parking experience wasn't that crazy. Like, I mean, I pulled right up and, like, the seats were... I mean, the seats. The, um, the spots were available. My issue, however is that they asked for $10 to park in grass. So I didn't like that, because you guys know I don't carry cash around, so I didn't like that. So here is my seat. They have no um, they, they have no swipes? No. You know they didn't. I texted the guys over the weekend, like, guys, my seat this week is going to really express how ridiculous I've become as a person, and I'm ready to tell this story. And I have literally been waiting to tell this story. All right. I pull up to Lincoln, and I see the thing that says $10 for parking, and I'm like, what park because we park there every year for free like there's every no dollars to park there so i'm like i don't have cash so i pull up and i'm like do you take cards she says no we take we take cash and cash app now i did notice though that the money was going to the school so i'm like okay i'm basically doing my part i don't necessarily get credit for it but i am doing my part for the school so she tells me the guy's name his name was coach e coach e3 specifically was his name on cash app so I was a little frustrated that I had to pay the $10. So I type in Coach E, send the $10. I'm like, here, there it goes. She goes, no, it's Coach E3. Like, you didn't oh. put the three. You just send it to Coach E. And I said, well, I don't know who this is. She's like, yeah, but that's not who it is. But don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. So I go to park. And then I go and I enjoy, like, my homecoming festivities. The next morning, I wake up and I said, what the hell did I send this money to, though? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. So... I request the money back from the person. Like, hey, you know, like, I accidentally sent you this money. Please send it back. You to get a refund? Yes, because I don't know him. Like, I don't know who this person is. Hey, he don't don't park. It don't matter. You still were able to park. So I parked, but also I sent $10 to a stranger who I don't know. It don't matter. You so I didn't have a problem. That's the crazy part. They didn't have a problem with you sending $10 to a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I messaged the person on Cash App, like, hey, I requested $10. Like, hey, like, send this money back. I didn't mean to send it to you. 
believe it or not, the person actually ignored me. Like they did not send my money back. So I contact the cash app and I'm like, hey, I accidentally sent money to the wrong person. I meant to send it to this person, so forth and so on. Then cash app responded back to me. It was like, hey, can you just let us know who you meant to send it to or whatever. And at this point, <laughs> my blood started to boil, y'all. Like it is like, it's literally, it wasn't even like funny to me. It was yeah. kind of at the point where it's like, this is actually disrespectful at this point. So I wrote Cash App and I said, well, they, they messaged me. They said, thank you for contacting Cash App support. We received your inquiry, inquiry and we'll respond within 24 hours. If you have any further information you'd like to provide, let us know. I don't know why they told me that, but for whatever reason, it got me going and it made me realize how ridiculous I am. I wrote, I want to be clear that I have no idea who that recipient is. I requested <laughs> that they send me my funds back and I have been ignored in capital letters. I wrote ignored. I understand that it's only $10, but truthfully, it's just the principle of the matter. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Please refund my money and ban them from Cash App. Oh, <laughs> like, I was dead serious about it. And I just, I swear to God, I didn't realize how ridiculous I was until I went back and looked at it. And I said, Dexter, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's my seat to Lincoln, to Cash App, to this man, and to myself. That's amazing. Um, Ty, you guys. I, I can't top that one. I'll I'll go ahead and sit next to Dexter. <laughs> that was something. Um, my seat is um, about uh, LeBron. I'm gonna stand up for LeBron, which is something I typically don't do often. But um, uh, LeBron made some comments about the NBA uh, China issue that they have going on. If you guys don't know the story, the general manager from the Houston Rockets liked a tweet supporting. Um, people in Hong Kong who right now are fighting for political independence from greater China. Uh, this is something that's been going on for a little while now. And what's happening is that China is trying to extradite prisoners that are in Hong Kong to mainland China to face trials instead of letting Hong Kong handle their own trials. Um, a lot of people in China think that it's ridiculous that Hong Kong wants to be their own country when they're part of China uh, even though they've had some ownership issues in the past with Britain and other countries like that, whatever. So um, this coach does this. He makes a lot of people in China very angry because he's pushing this whole separatist thing that the Chinese government is trying to avoid people from doing. Um, so people are outraged at him for that. Uh, the NBA has the NBA has players and the players are scheduled to go over to China the very next week. And those players go to China and they're heckled by everybody about mm -hmm. what this general manager said. And LeBron, when he got back from that, had a problem with it because he said in the press conference today that he was, that Maury, the general manager was uneducated in what he spoke about and that he could have just waited a week because he put a lot of people um, in terrible situations. And a lot of people thought that, assumed that LeBron's talking about simply money, but, you guys have to realize LeBron James is literally one of the top 10 most famous people in the world. Like he is ginormous popularity wise. He's 6'9", he's 250 pounds, he's a black man. And if he's in China, he's the only 6'9", 250 pound <laughs> black man that looks like LeBron James For in China sure. at any given moment. So his safety to him is of paramount importance. So when he says he could have just waited until next week to send that, 
That's what he meant. He's not saying that he's taking one side over the other. He's saying that his comments, because they were uneducated, put him at risk and put everyone else who had to go over to the China because they're employees of the NBA and they have to work, put them in bad situations and honestly dangerous situations because these protests, these protests have gotten very violent in the past. So remove your criticism from LeBron and just step back and say, hey, if my boss decided to taunt a gorilla and then throw me into the gorilla pit to clean up the gorilla's mess, how would I feel about that? I would feel bad. And that's why LeBron James feels this way. So that's all I'm saying. Just open your eyes to the bigger picture. It's not all about money all the time, even though I, I know LeBron loves his money. But this is about safety, ultimately, because you're in a foreign country whose our constitution doesn't apply over there. We don't have freedom of speech in China because it's not our country. So just remember that when you're criticizing LeBron James for being a worldwide superstar. That's my seat. Well said. Well said. Oh. Oh. Thank you. All right. Um, do you guys have any other news to make? Any other points to make? Any shout outs to give? I have one just quick point to make, and I swear it's not even a plug. It just makes sense that this Monday, uh, William Mayer, it will be the guest on Industry Friends. Yes. Go William, go William. Go Very excited about that. It's a great episode. Um, I mean, like I really, 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 I don't listen to podcasts often. I, like in all honesty, I only listen to Bro Talk Live and Industry Friends. So I'm really those are my, my favorite too. But if you wanted one more to add to the thing, I'm also on Patty and the Millennials. If you just wanted to throw that into your repertoire, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. What's the podcast? What's this episode about? Um, it's his journey throughout the Navy. The Army. Army. You know why I said Navy? Because the earlier today interview about, the, about the Navy and it made me, but it's the Army. But we do have another guest on there as well with Will, who is in the Navy, I believe. He's in the Marine. Marine. So technically, he's, he's, so technically Look, this, we did this interview so long ago, so I don't remember the details of it, but I'll, I have to go listen back to it to do the edits and stuff, so I will have all my information the next time like, I put this out on Monday. Awesome. All right, Ty, you have anything to say? Uh, have a blessed day, everyone. So glad <laughs> you're here with us. All right, and um, don't forget to check me out, KCIA Radio. It's called Commercial Fridays at 5. Uh, mixed session for nice, beautiful music. Um, if you want something to get you in and get you uh, started for the weekend, um, check it out.